and welcome to Hutong here. I'm your host, Ryan Price. Joined with me today, she should be no stranger, uh, Miss Carrie Hammond. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing good today. How are you? You don't sound like you're doing good. I mean, maybe that's the voice of somebody who's doing good, but it, maybe it's also the voice of someone who's okay. Are I'm, you good or okay? What's I'm, the deal? I'm okay. It's been raining all day. Welcome to England. <laughs> 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 Anyways, how I'm, did I not realize that by now? Yeah, it's just it's a rainy time of year here, it is I a think. Rainy time. But she's doing good. So today on Hutong Hero, the topic we decided to discuss is this recent proposal that I guess has been mooted by the public transport of the UK. But basically, this is stating that to tackle childhood obesity, the proposal is saying that people should not be allowed to snack on public transportation. I.e., I think the big thing here is trains, right? Because everybody's taking trains. Harry Potter's taking trains. Nine and three quarters. You get on your train. You go to Hogwarts, all right? What are they going to do if they can't snack? You know, if J.K. Rowling made these books after this ban, which has already been mooted, so it's not going to happen. But if that did happen, breathe, Ryan. Okay. If that did happen then you wouldn't have half of the cool, fun things that they're eating on the train in the books that make you want to go to Hogwarts. I probably wouldn't go. Really? I would have gone just for the snacks and the butterbeer. And if I didn't get that on the train to Hogwarts, then I'm staying home. They did actually have a lot of snacks on the butter train. Butterbeer. Butterbeer. Oh, had my God. Butterbeer. Butterbeer is not that great. Wait, you, I thought that's fictitious. Oh, no, no. It's a real thing. You go to Harry Potter World or, yeah, I think that's what it's called, Hogwarts World, it's close to here. And you can buy butter. Is beer. it alcoholic? No. Is it contributing not. to childhood obesity? Do we need to ban it? Possibly. I'm sure there's a lot of calories in it. We'll talk about banning that. Listen, we might be banning a lot of things. We might also not agree with any of these bans. You're not going to know until we discuss this article and get into the kind of nitty gritty of the problem and actually what people around London are saying about this, um, this ban, about this proposal and what needs to be done. But before we get into that and basically solve all the world's problems, which is what we do here on Hutong Hero, we're going to play a song. You said I act so dumb when I'm drunk and it's really not cool. I said I'd rather be alone with you making out in our birthday suits. I'm tired of hanging with your lame ass friends and the phones Pretending you like them, I know that you don't Thought we came to party, but instead we're taking shots and don't wanna go home So foolish, why we gotta always do this? Pick it up and then we lose it No, we won't remember this tomorrow, save it The California King is waiting we should go to bed, stop hating No, we won't remember this tomorrow No, I can't hold my tongue on my liquor when I'm 20 beers deep You drank a dozen white claws, now your claws are buried in me Now the tension is bubbling up People are staring, we don't give a fuck It's a runaway train, an active volcano about to erupt Enough is enough So foolish, why we gotta always do this? Pick it up and then we lose it No, we won't remember this tomorrow Save it, the California King is waiting We should go to bed, stop hating 
on it Baby, let's sleep on it On our California king Where our words don't mean a thing Sleep on it Baby, let's sleep on it On our California king Where our words don't mean a thing Oh, sleep on it Oh, baby, let's sleep on it On our California king Where our words don't mean a thing So foolish Why we gotta always do this Pick it up and then we lose it No, we won't remember this tomorrow Save it The California king is waiting We should go to bed, stop hating No, we won't remember this tomorrow That was Bali Who, California King. I like that song. It's got a good beat, kind of kind of upbeat, makes me happy. It even, is. Even though I feel like the guy that's singing might, might be a bit depressed. Also, an alcoholic. Maybe, but it's also a great song to cheer people up. Well, then it's, it's okay. Well, I mean, it's not great for his health. I wouldn't date a woman that drank white claws. Now, you're going to have to Because there ain't explain. no laws when you're drinking the claws. Why are there no laws when you're drinking the claws? White Claw? White Claw Summer 2019, baby. Basically just a vegan Four loco. I mean, if you think about it, LaCroix, it's just a virgin White Claw. It's like a Four loco that went to private school. Ain't no laws when you're drinking claws, baby. Oh, my bad. I mean, it's basically just a rich person's limerita. I only drink White Claws on days that I'm with wise. That's all of them, Margaret. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really know what seltzer means, but it sounds rich. If you look closely, you can see me getting barreled in that wave right there. Yo, Trulies girl? <laughs> Probably have an Android too. Why are there no songs about White Claws yet? Like, not even the Chainsmokers have that? No, but Bali Who did. So anyways, that guy pretty much summed up the White Claw experience. I think I understand White Claw now. You understand? Yeah, don't understand. Then you should be afraid if that ever makes it to the <laughs> UK. <laughs> well, the difference is, we do know what seltzer is. But did you know that there's no laws? When you're drinking the claws, Margaret! Anyways, um, so a ban to stop people snacking on public transport has been mooted by England's outgoing chief medical officer in a bid to tackle childhood obesity. But has this plan found favor with commuters across the country or left a bad taste in their mouths? This is what this BBC article is addressing that was posted on the 10th, right? So six out of every 30 children are obese and it's because they are being flooded with junk food. That's according to Professor Dame Sally Davies. She has suggested a number of measures to tackle the growing crisis, but the one that has sparked the most debate is her proposal to ban snacking on certain public transport. There has been a caveat to her proposal, uh, which is saying it's going to prohibit eating and drinking on urban public transport, except for freshwater, breastfeeding, and for medical conditions. But like I said, this article posted by the BBC is addressing what a lot of people here in the UK, what they think about this proposal. So in Wolverhampton, which is one of the worst places for childhood obesity, Man Sudhar said a public transport snack ban would not solve the problem. I think children need to be more active, said the 29-year-old who lives in London and is a postgraduate at the University of Wolverhampton. In London, people are more aware of their health. Children seem to be more active. But here, all I see 
is children hanging around takeaways, eating all the time, and then they go home. And there's a real problem with gaming addiction too. Hey, stay out of this. I don't think the answer is banning food on public transport because even though they might not eat on the bus, for example, they'll still eat it outside, won't they? We also have、uh, Rosemary O'Connor, 61, from Aldersley in Wolverhampton, who said, "I don't think they should ban eating on public transport. I get buses and coaches often, and have a snack on them because it's the only time I have. Sometimes it's down to parents. A little and often can do you no harm, can it?" Mom. All right. Tony Morgan, 55, who works in security at Wolverhampton Railway Station, branded the plan as ridiculous. Michelle Crosby, who is a public health lecturer at the University of Wolverhampton, called for projects to tackle the root of the childhood obesity problem. She said, "The government has launched various schemes and looked at school dinners, but if you come out of school and access fast food, that's not going to help. But banning food on public transport may not be the right way to do this. We need to fund grassroots initiatives with families and give children safe and accessible places." To play in a way that combines physical exercise and technology. So we have a graph here that shows the highest rates of obesity in 10 and 11-year-olds in the UK. Now keep in mind the UK average is 20.2 percent, but in places like Wolverhampton, you have 29.6 percent of kids suffering from obesity. After that, Barking 29.5 percent, and then after that, Sandwell, Newham, and Knowsley, all in the 27.7 and higher percentage. Enfield at 27 percent, Hartpool 26.9. So it's not just the Wolverhampton area that's suffering from childhood obesity. We're seeing this in the Greater London Boroughs area. On a scale of one fourth of these kids suffering from childhood obesity, and in the UK in general, percentages like 20%, which is really high. So, Carrie and I will discuss what we think of this proposal right after this music break. Yeah, you know that you're the queen of overthinking. I only watch your snap stories when I'm drinking. Yeah, and I'm drunk right now. Ooh, let it sink in, sink in. And I ain't got no excuse at all. I'm going off the deep end.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, you the weakness. You're my kryptonite. Yeah, you the. Junk food in my appetite. Yeah, you the cigarette I'm always light. Yeah, you the rain clouds on my blue sky. But I could name a thousand and one reasons why I need it. <laughs> no say. Deep end.、Mm-hmm. 
here tonight Yeah, you the Sucker punch you in every fight Yeah, you the You the drug that I shouldn't try Yeah, you the Main reason I'm getting high But I could name a thousand and one reasons why I need it Kid Quill, A Thousand and One Reasons, a really good song. I like it a lot. But um, we're talking about this proposal now. It's been mooted by the uh, public transport here in the UK, but still it's obviously caused a lot of people to speak out about what they think is the problem behind childhood obesity. We're seeing large rates in the UK, larger rates in the greater London area. And I think a lot of people want to do something about this. This proposal was geared at trying to fix this. It was, of course, mooted, not going to happen. But do you think, Carrie, that this would have this would have done anything, something or nothing at all? I think it could have had a small difference. But only if you've got kids who have been given pocket money by their parents and therefore have the ability to buy something after school and even then if they were to choose to eat it on public transport rather than do a lot of kids take the train to get home from school um a lot of children take the train but more so take the bus i think so a bus is also something that would be a big probably part of this ban if it were going to happen absolutely yes and i think it would definitely cover buses and trains because especially in london more kids would take the bus because they don't live that far from their schools whereas maybe further out in the suburbs it would be more likely to be a train okay there's circumstances where kids might be taking both right absolutely so uh, you don't think that this would have any effect on the uh, obesity rate what do you think uh, what do you think is a problem here why are kids so overweight in the UK? I think the bigger problem comes back to how um, adverts are geared towards kids. And secondly, and I hate to say it, but a large part of it comes down to parents and uh, how much information they are able to give their kids and how much money they do give them to be able to spend on buying food outside. I know growing up, I was not allowed money throughout the week for you know, buying food after school. I had my packed lunch and on a Friday I was allowed my school dinner and that was it. And I I wonder whether that would actually have a bigger impact. What do you think is like a common school dinner? Like what what do you normally get? Is it healthy? Is it unhealthy? What's, what's, What's going on with school dinners? Okay, so in primary school, I know that they, they tended to make them a bit healthier when I was there, but we're talking like a good 20 years ago now. Um, <laughs> I know, sorry, I just, just dropped how old I am. Um, 
But at high school, that's where you had a bigger mix. And that's when, you know, you're there around 11 years old. But yeah, the, the food at high school may be not as healthy as it would be at primary school. And that's about the age that we're sort of looking at here, 10 to 11 years old. So I think a large part of it would be more to do with... What's in these dinners? Oh, chips, pizza. Okay, so French fries, right, chips. Yeah. Potato, French fries, pizza. These are the things you're getting at school dinners? Yes, that's what I remember. That's all you remember is pizza and and French fries? And flapjacks and brownies. I mean, it sounds like diabetes on a tray. Pizza, French fries, or or chips, however you like to call them. And then brownies and ice cream sundaes and... And all that for afters, yeah. Maybe they've changed it I have to ask you question do you do you have diabetes i might well do it's a high possibility are are you being serious no (laughs) okay so so this the way you're describing these meals uh, at schools which is a place where kids are spending the majority of their day uh monday through friday yep the schools is basically giving them this kind of food which is junk food basically yeah so i mean one could say that why are you even looking at public transportation before these kids get on any kind of transportation a school is giving them the worst kind of junk food according to you yeah i mean we are going back in time a while now and i know there have been a lot of initiatives out beforehand right so things back then were like that and maybe on some level it hasn't changed dramatically Mm -hmm. hopefully they're not giving as much pizza or as many french fries or as many brownies as they used to or at all but still we can imagine that a brownie occasionally sneaks its way onto some kids track oh, I should th- and I should think more chips often are still than there. Oh yeah. dude chips Okay so but when you say chips you know a lot of Americans are like wait Ryan potato chips tortilla chips but she means french fries french fries we call yeah. them french fries so but you guys call them chips and then you call crisps that's potato. This is where it gets confusing for us. Our crisps are your chips. Your french fries are our chips. All right. So you guys just basically got the Rosetta Stone of uh, junk food between the U.S. and the U.K. So do you think a lot of kids are eating stuff like crisps as well? Is that something? I think that's probably something that's still very present in Oh, absolutely. That's still really present here. Um, and what, okay. also, yeah. forgot to mention this. Go ahead. Yeah. It's not just school dinners. We have well, I think they took them out of a lot of high schools. But when I was at high school, we had a vending machine that was filled Ooh. with chocolate and crisps. Okay, so chocolate and crisps in vending machines. But in a lot schools. Of, a lot of these people that were uh, speaking with the BBC, they were mentioning takeout. Mm-hmm. Is this something that is happening a lot as well? I would think so, yes. I mean, even... For you, when you were in school, was that something that was happening a lot? Less so, I think, than now. When I was at school, we'd go to the Tesco Express and then we'd just buy junk food. Now, so that might be something that why we're seeing such higher rates here in London is because, you know, you could throw a rock and hit any takeout place, basically, at any place, at any point here in London. You just chuck that rock and boom. You're in a kebab shop. You hit five kebab shops. It's like bounced (laughs) off one, fell on another, and then into somebody else's kebab, you know? So... There's a lot of these kebab shops. There's, of course, McDonald's and all, just KFC, a, KFC, King, a string, oh, a string of these kind of places. And basically, kids have money in their pockets mm-hmm. for whatever they desire. Well, yeah, and don't forget, it's cheap. All you need is like two pound, and you could go and buy a burger and chips in a McDonald's. So you couldn't get something healthy for that price. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. It would be a lot harder to go and buy a salad in a like a convenience store. For the same price. On this level, you we might we might look at this problem and say there's 
several, I mean, obviously several issues here. A is kids don't, you know, I, when I was a kid, I basically would, if my mom gave me any money, I would go buy diabetes. I mean, you could tell me, Ryan, that's not healthy. And I'd be like, <laughs> and I would just buy enough candy to get me to Halloween and I would be happy, you know? Yeah, and um, then you get it for free at Halloween. And then, yeah, and then I got Halloween, which is another couple months of diabetes. And I'm basically. And then you're at Christmas. Oh, geez. Yeah. And, I, and then I'm dead, you know, before Oh, no, Christmas, before Easter. Something like that. <laughs> Anyways, so you got, um, you got these kids that are basically, they have this money. They're not being supervised in how they spend it. And then on top of that, if these kids, by some miracle, loved vegetables more than chocolate and potato chips or whatnot, they couldn't afford to buy it. So I don't see any public transportation in these problems we've just kind of discussed. No. Why do you think this proposal was even considered? I, it kind of blows my brain really as to why it would because more than even if you've got the ability to fund it and to actually, you know, even have it in your hand, you'd eat it before getting on a train or a bus anyway. Like kids would walk out of a fast food takeaway outlet and they're going to eat it straight away. They're not going to wait till they get on a bus or a train, sit down, and then be like, now I'm going to consume. No, they walk and eat. They walk and eat. I mean, of I course. think that's something that a lot of us can relate to that are on the go. I think yep. that's the metro lifestyle. If you live in London, you're eating on the go. You yeah. Know? Because a lot of these places, you're waking up early to get on that public transportation to get to work, right? So even in these cities, you have kids doing this as well. So again, we're... In these problems that we've laid out, it's more that kids basically have free range to spend money on whatever they want. And if they do want to buy healthy food, it's just not enough money for them to be able to do so. Yeah. But none of this really equates to problems with public transportation. But do you yourself eat food on public transportation? I'm sorry. I'm guilty. I do I mean, I don't eat think... food on public transport. I don't think the problem is that you are eating food on public transportation as it pertains to this issue. I think the, the problem is what you're eating on public transportation. So what kind of stuff does an adult here in London eat on the go? On the go. So you get people that eat sandwiches, what do you crisps, eat? that's fine. Me, well, I'm a bit unusual. So you'll see me eating like protein bars, fruit, sandwiches, so biscuits. It is. So it is possible to eat someone healthy on these trains. It is, know, absolutely. For somebody living in the UK, in London. Yeah, but I think for adults, it's still it's still an issue. Like, you still have adults that would buy their dinner on the way home, and then they'll eat it on the train. And again, I think it's less the issue that it relates to obesity and more that it's actually just unpleasant for people around you. So on top of this problem, maybe of not having the options for kids to be able to buy healthy food that's edible on the go, it's also something that faces adults as well. Absolutely. You might be able to get a protein bar, but maybe that's going to cost you two pounds or, right. or a pound 50, you know. Still, you can get more food at a fast food place, maybe feel a little more full before you go into work. And who doesn't want that? Also, it's hot. And it's hot, especially when it's getting colder. You can't downplay a hot meal on a cold day. Ah, you really can't, can you? But then there's nothing wrong with buying a hot, hot bowl of soup. Although it gets messy. But uh, even then, you know, I haven't seen a whole lot of soup places. I see kebab places, like, again, at every corner of the street or something along those lines. But nothing that would I would consider healthy, right? Mm -hmm. 
Um, maybe at some of these Tesco Expresses, you can find some healthy food. But even then, you know, I see pastries. I see all these different things in those stores. And even as an adult that knows that those are unhealthy, I have trouble being like, Ryan, don't, don't get the pastry this time. All right, get the pastry, but just do it tomorrow, okay? Tomorrow you're on that diet. And, you know, tomorrow never comes, really. So I'm always getting those pastries. They're there. They're tempting. They're delicious, right? Who doesn't want something that's kind of like that? Anyways, so public transportation, again, not really related in these issues, even as it faces adults who are trying to look for healthier options as they're commuting. But on on a personal level, looking at this and, and trying to find some reasons as to why this might be a good idea, I actually see the ban on food being eaten in public transportation. I think it would actually be a good thing for really? you guys. How comes? You know, I've been walking around Croydon. I love the big Croy. I'm I know. A, I'm a Croy fan you all are the way. Croy boy to heart now. I'm a Croy boy. Thanks. That's a new <laughs> one. Yeah, I'm a Croy boy. I like Croydon. People here are really nice, and it's a great community. But one of the things that I've really noticed is I've looked in some of these bushes. Uh, it's quite often you're walking down the street, you look in bushes, or you look just on these beautiful green foliage filled places, and people just throw their trash in there. And I'm thinking, like, find a bin. You know, the, I can imagine what their mentality is, like someone else will clean it up. But the thing is, if you're saying that, probably chances are someone else is going to say that and nobody cleans it. And then we have things like, you know, protesters in London saying, hey, you know, climate change is real and we need to treat the environment better. You guys need to look in your own streets mm -hmm. to be able to fix these problems as well. And, you know, it's it's. England is such a beautiful place, or at least the parts of England I've seen. It's so green, so lush. You got magpies all over the place, foxes. It's amazing. But things like these littering the ground, that kind of stuff won't last forever. Uh, I really think so. Um, yeah. And in which case, people need to clean up after themselves. As much as I want to have faith in people being able to act grown up, it's also a problem we face in the U.S. I think a lot of places... There's, there's just huge fines for people that do that. And I think on some level, we really do enforce them. Um, mm -hmm. They do here as well. We do get a fine. But for I mean, the then drink. why? Why it, do it? it then, then Croydon's a crime scene. <laughs> all right. If that's the case, then Croydon's the biggest crime scene you ever, you ever saw. I'm thinking and looking at this and I'm like, okay, so how does this trash end up here? People are walking out their doors with food. This in and of itself is a kind of transit. You probably got your Red Bull or whatever beverage you like and maybe something in a wrapper that you're walking out the door with to get to the subway. Maybe you finish it before you get to the subway and you're like, hey, there's a bush. No one's going to know. Right? How do you police something like that? It's pretty hard. Anyways, that's maybe how these things end up in the bush is this mentality, this eating on the go. This idea that maybe I buy these things at a Tesco in a station like London Bridge Station, which there is a Tesco, there's a bunch of convenience stores. I get these snacks, I get these beverages, I jump on the train, and then when I get out at Croydon, I'm like, hey, I got this trash, I need to throw it somewhere. I also think too, you know, in the US, uh, we have uh, trash cans, I think, on a much more regular basis, mm -hmm. publicly available than what I've seen here on the streets in Croydon. Yeah. You really have to walk quite a ways to find a trash can. I mean, I was walking around East Croydon Station and I found like maybe two. Yep. 
and two for the amount of traffic that station gets really doesn't seem like it's enough. No, the reason for that was um, after we had the uh, bombs go off on the underground, they decided to get rid of all the bins so that it would try and avoid any potential disasters like people trying to pot things in them that they shouldn't. However, that also then led to an increase in the amount of litter. So I find the same. I'm on the subway, I'm getting out, and I don't have a bin to hand. Luckily, I have a massive bag to just shove everything in. But I do think if we had more bins, it would eliminate that problem a lot more. Um, But you're right. Eating on public transport means... It's just a really bad way to spoil a beautiful city, is is throwing your trash all over the place. And I think a lot of people um, know better. But then we're always going to have a group of people in every society, everywhere, that's going to try to just not care enough and throw their garbage wherever they feel like it and be like, someone else will clean it up. It's not my job. And unfortunately, maybe that someone doesn't come along for a while. So we have to look at their trash. Um, So I thought that maybe bans on public transportation for taking snacks would lead to less trash in Croydon or in the areas uh, in London. Yeah, I think that would be a very valuable thing to, uh, to think because if you don't buy it and consume it on your way somewhere when you are commuting from A to B, then right. you would save it until the very end of your journey and then you would consume it probably at home where you just dispose of your rubbish indoors. Right. You know, on some level, I can sympathize with the commuter that's like, dude, Ryan, I, I have to wake up and get on the subway and and get to work and then I come home, you know, I don't have a lot of time to eat. I would say I, I understand, but you do. Uh, all right, wake up a little earlier, cook something because it means something to you and it's healthier in general and you're not going to create as much trash and you can throw it in your own bin and maybe your kids can get some good food too on some level maybe this makes sense but definitely not i would say to challenge or fight the problem of childhood obesity these kids are getting their food without parental supervision and also they just don't have enough options that would entice them, you know, they don't have enough options that would entice them to buy healthy or make it cost effective. So right there, we can see that maybe a solution would be parents could give kids like a a vending machine card, right? Maybe uh, people could set up a healthy vending machine in schools and in transit places where, you know, you give your kid a card, they can only use it at these vending healthy vending machines you put money on the card and then you know your kids eating well because that's the only place that they can spend it at Mm -hmm. and they don't have as many options right and on some level you can maybe make some of these uh foods you know put a trash can next to them or something like that or i don't know whatnot um but here then you would have obviously healthy options and then um make it so that it's affordable put it at a good price you know things in the u.s weren't always um you, you also had this similar problem of finding healthy food for a, a decent price. But uh, we've kind of gone through this health nut phase on some level. I don't think we're the fattest country in the, any, anymore. Yeah! Um, go you guys. Go us. But uh, it took a while, right? Anyways, so we, we've gone through this health nut phase. We've seen the, you know, we've seen the problems of obesity. Um, we're still fighting and, and, and working to make it better. But now we have more gyms and... 
And so many, you go to any gas station, you'll see tons of protein bars, tons of healthy shakes, tons of vitamin waters and all this different kind of stuff. People, you know, and if it's in the stores, that means people are buying it. Um, There's a demand for it. Um, But also one other thing I want to ask you in, in connection to being British and and this problem of childhood obesity. So you guys have socialized healthcare. We do, yes. So even if I'm not someone who has a kid that's eating unhealthy, like let's just say I'm a working class, middle-aged British guy who uh, doesn't have kids, and I'm just like, well, this doesn't really affect me. On some level, you could say that this will affect me through my ability to use the NHS, the amount of traffic the NHS will get due to obese children from suffering from health-related problems at such a high rate, one-fourth, right? That's, that's huge. And they're, at the beginning of their lives, they're already obese. So you better believe once they hit 30, if they make it there, they're going to be in the NHS. They're going to be living there. So on some level, even for me as that British guy, I'll end up paying for it, Right. Right. It does put a bigger strain on the services. And I think, unfortunately, and I hate to say that, that if if you encounter obesity at a young age, it does have like long term health problems. But it also means it's something that you're going to have to tackle for probably a lot of your lifetime. Um, and that does, of course, put a greater strain on our services. And at the moment, everyone knows it's a ridiculous wait time to go to the NHS. And therefore, people with you know, other serious problems are also jostling for attention. So anything we can do to unburden that would be something that I think we should be aiming to do. Right. If you guys think it's bad now, wait till one fourth of those kids get past the, uh, you know, those ages where basically you're invincible health wise and you get into your 20s and whatnot. Maybe they start drinking and then you'll see some really bad problems where these people probably need surgeries. Who knows? They might need a triple bypass by the time they're 40. And those things cost money. And the thing is, when you have socialized health care, everybody's footing the bill. So on some level, this isn't just an issue for those that have obese children or those that, you know, don't. Whoever is living in the UK and using the healthcare system, this is something that concerns you. This is something that we need to change and make it so these kids don't end up paying for their their mistakes that any kid would make. Every kid, when you give them money without supervision, will go buy the best tasting food in the world. That's as complicated as a kid's world gets. But that's why we need to try to steer them in the right direction. Because as we all know, kids make mistakes. They're learning. They're getting to know this world, the consequences of their actions. So if we can help them avoid some serious consequences, then I think it's worth it. And on some level, we're all going to pay for it. And with that, let's go to our last song. Tore me down and killed the lights. Why'd you leave the door cracked open? Thought that you knew what's right. Why did you abuse my trust? Told me why'd you have to push that fight? When you told me you had lost your best friend Didn't have to break me twice
song i think it's uh i don't know it just makes me feel very relaxed and i hope you guys uh feel relaxed after listening to that song thank you so much for tuning in to the hutong hero on behalf of me and myself uh thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time